0: They are in a full on one game at a time mentality. This is the Rich Eisen show. He is Patrick Mahomes. What do you think is wrong with. The team right now from
1: the rich eisen show studio in los angeles i think it's just execution i believe that we have the guys we have the players we have the coaches today's guests fox sports broadcaster joe buck nfl network insider ian rapaport san diego state punter matt Ariza, actor joe manganello plus your phone calls and more and now It's Rich Eisen.
0: All right, everybody. Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. I am your humble host sitting here in the chair on NBC Sports on Peacock, NBC Sports Audio on Sirius XM Channel 211 on this Rich Eisen Show, terrestrial radio affiliate, or if you're listening to us, streaming. Uh, on Odyssey, live, coast to coast, we welcome you. We could say uh, good morning to you, Christopher Brockman and Mike Del Tufo hey, in Rich. your spots. Hey, what's up, what's ah, up? We're all back here. The gang's hey. all here. TJ Jefferson, where you are. Good to see you over there, TJ. Hey, I gotta be honest, Rich. Yes, sir. This Tiger King uh, trailer,
2: yes. too, yeah. I, I think I'm in. Okay. I, I think Wait,
0: that that came out this morning, Christopher. Did oh, I missed that? Missed that. It you did. That. I think you Oh, my goodness. Uh, definitely not top story material on no, this program. It no, was well, just something top. that was on my mind. Okay, very good. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sweet. Uh, World Series Game 1, uh, I would say, hey, is is top yeah, story material. So, top um, story in my house. That you know, I, I, it's kind of wild. Um, I, uh, I was my first ever World Series at ESPN, the Worldwide Leader in Sports, the fall of 1996. I was a 26-year-old uh, young man. Cue the violin. So okay. we got uh, plucked from uh, from KRCR television, the spirit of the North State up in uh, Redding, California, where we're on every single day, and we say hello to everybody up there in the North State of What's California. Up? What's up? Hello, Redding. Um, uh, I, I was plucked from there and placed right there in the newsroom of, uh, of ESPN. I was a young man and I was like, wow, this is amazing. <laughs> and then my favorite team on yeah. the planet makes the World Series. Wow, this is amazing. amazing. Uh, except the uh, Braves took a 2 0 lead on the Yankees. Yeah, not amazing. And uh, that was like, wow, what's what, what in the world well, is this all about? My, Andrew my, Jones hit a bunch of home runs. He sure did. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he had just been Bar Mitzvahed, too, right? He was very young. Is that, he, was, <laughs> he was like 16, right? He was, uh, I think he was 19 years old. He might have been 18. Um, and, uh, um, and they, 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 the Braves took a 2-0 lead. And uh, then the Yankees took um, the rest of the series. They took all four games and won in six games. And then the Yankees saw the Braves again in 1999 and swept them all those games. So Tuesday night, last night, game one of the 2021 World Series was the Braves' first World Series win since that day. I was sitting this
1: game at ESPN
0: and- <laughs> in Game 2 watching <laughs> yeah. this go down the twos for the Yankees. Oh, yeah. 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 It had been that long. Wow. Yeah. And the man who called last night's game and who called that game of the World Series and his first World Series for Fox is going to join us in 17 minutes' time to talk about it all from Houston, Texas, Joe Buck. That was October 21st, 1996. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Lives of just, I mean, I've lost every ounce of my hair on the top of my head, and now I have three <laughs> children. I've got uh, this show, and it's kind of crazy, man. Greg Maddox
1: a- versus Jimmy Key back then.
0: And that was the Game 6 rematch that the Yankees won in Yankee Stadium. Correct. Joe Girardi tripled in that Game 6, one of the most exciting moments of my entire Yankee fandom. But let's talk about the good stuff for the Atlanta Braves now. Yeah, let's do in it. In 2021, um, all those moves, I mean... Alex Anthopoulos, man, and the rest of that front office, the moves that they made in July and August, we weren't paying attention to that because we're talking about the Dodgers getting Scherzer and Trey Turner. Mm-hmm. Yankees got Rizzo and Gallo. Yeah. I mean, those were the moves we were talking about. Schwarber but the Red Sox. The Mets were still 500. Right? Berrios <laughs> to the, to the Jays. These were the moves we're talking about. We're not talking about Jorge Soler or Adam Duvall or Eddie Rosario. Mm-hmm. But last night... Two home runs for the Braves, Jorge Soler and Adam Duval in that order. And Soler, congratulations to you, sir. You are the first human being on planet Earth to lead off a World Series with a home run. That That's is. never happened. We have seen four World Series home runs hit to lead off the bottom half of the first. We've never seen the first batter of a World Series Step into a batter's box and go yard. That <laughs> so, happened last night on pitch number three of the night from a pitcher who went eight innings deep in game five of the ALCS for the Astros, which, as you know, is very it's pretty rare to see yeah. these days, right? Yeah. Framber Valdez, see ya. Would not want to be a that night, last night. Duval with a two run jack. And this thing was pretty much done from the get-go, which is kind of remarkable too because the Braves lost one of their best players last night, taking a liner off his leg. Don't hear the words broken fibula very much in, in Major League Baseball, but that's what happened to Charlie Morton last night as he made his third World Series start for a different team. As we know, he's done it for the Astros and the Rays, and now the Braves. But he's done. At least the Braves' silver lining on that is they got a win out of the one start that Morton's going to have in this 2021 World Series. Another first. We've never seen a team in the first game of a World Series get a hit from all nine starters. We've seen it 25 times before in a World Series, but never before in a game one, and the Braves did that. Last night. So it kind of feels like it's a Braves moment. It's a Braves new world. It's a, what, for the A moment here, hashtag? Battle ATL. And because the Braves have now won 20 of their last 25 baseball games, dating back to the middle of September, when they were one of those mere middling 500 teams that needed to battle it out to win their division with anybody plucky enough to come out and go get them in the NL East. They've won 20 of their last 25 outscoring the opponent 125 to 74. We always do the math for you here on the Rich Eisen show. That's plus 51 run differential. Talk about right team, right moment, right time to catch complete fire. Well, that's your Atlanta Braves right now, going into game 2 tonight. The man who's calling that game tonight and then hopping a flight to Arizona to call tomorrow night's Thursday night football game between the Packers and the Arizona Cardinals that now will have both top wide receivers, I guess you could call for the... Because the next best pass catcher for the Packers is always a conversation mm-hmm. that you know winds up with who else is there? Because Devontae Adams is still on the COVID-19 list, fully vaccinated. And Alan Lazard, apparently not vaccinated, has to sit out because he's a close contact. So if he had hashtag taken the jab, you know, it's entirely possible he'd be playing in this game on national television for a big moment in his life. As the number one target for Aaron Rodgers for the whole country to see to try and take down the Lone remaining undefeated team in, in, in the NFL. But Lazard's out. Even if he has it we're not, doesn't matter. He's got to sit out five games because he's a close contact of somebody who has COVID. Like and these. he's out. So Marquez Valdez-Scantling might come back off the IR in time for Thursday night's game. He's been out with a hamstring injury. That would be much needed, one would think, for the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers. But... Joe Buck will be calling that game and then heading off to Atlanta to call game three of the World Series. It's Joe Buck's busiest time of the year, and he's kind enough to give us some time in about 12 minutes' time. In the National Football League, a couple of pieces of news to discuss. First up, in the Metroplex, coming off the bye week, we talked about it yesterday. That Jerry Jones says the calf muscle from Dak Prescott – the one that put him in a walking boot leaving New England after the week 6 W before the week 7 bye. Now it's week 8 Sunday night football. Halloween night. Halloween night. Cowboys at Vikings both coming off of a bye. And it appears the Dallas starting quarterback for that game on Halloween night could possibly be dressed in the costume of Cooper Rush who is currently taking first-team snaps today. Uh Uh-oh. According to Mike McCarthy, the Dallas Cowboys head coach.
1: Oh, Oh, goodness.
0: Now, this (laughs) could be just as precautionary as the MRI for Dak's throwing shoulder that turned out to be exactly that in the preseason. But Cooper Rush taking first-team snaps is definitely not what you wanted to hear coming off of a bye week. And that bears monitoring, to say the least. Once again, that next step behind the Dallas Cowboys starting quarterback is a Lulu. <laughs> and last year, Andy Dalton was the guy and then clearly couldn't, behind that makeshift offensive line, be the guy. And then he got knocked out as the guy. And then we all got, you know, uh, Ben DiNucci and what's eating Gilbert great or you know at starting quarterback mm-hmm. last year, and we all know what happened, so that's news, yep, my heart just i'' am just <laughs> spitting I'm just spitting this could be one of those things, but you know if somebody's healthy you you're taking all the first team snaps, yeah look rich i know but, you, I know you
2: brought it up yesterday,, uh-huh. and I thought you were kidding like no, I, not. I, I thought it was I a not. joke, I even wrote it down in my diary I am not. rich had a very funny joke today, and I laughed about it last night, but nice. But apparently, this isn't a joke, and oh. it is not. You, you picked up on that, Brockman? I but, did. That
1: was a nice anchorman reference by TJ. Thank you, Thank you know.
0: bro. Now, <laughs> we, will, <laughs> we we will find out if uh, on Sunday night in front of the whole country. And I hope not for your sake, because I definitely want to see Dak. Man, yeah, I love Dak. Course. I love watching him play. The Cowboys are. Definitely a team that could be a one seed in the NFC. And if that happens, you do not want to miss a step. Certainly if the Cardinals are, or and the Packers, one, team's, one of those teams is going to be one win better. The Rams um, this week have a highly winnable game, to say the least, going to Houston, Texas mm-hmm. this week. And the Buccaneers and the Saints playing one another, that's a big week eight game. One of those teams is going to be one game better and i could keep going on and on and on you do not want to lose a game period let alone one in conference that conference record as you know is the second tie break outside of division and head to head
2: which only thing is we've got got head to head
0: you got division and then you got the conference if there's no such thing Got an eight-game lead already in our, our division. No, so, I know. I'm not I'm not sitting here saying you should be concerned about losing your division in a home playoff game. I mean, I think that that looks pretty darn good for the Dallas Cowboys right now. I'm talking about when rubber meets road. Yeah. You want to go to Green Bay? You want to go to Arizona? You want to go to Los Angeles? You want to do that? You want to go back to Tampa? You want to do that? <laughs> no. Okay. So <laughs> Definitely not. These are the things you need. If you want to win Super Bowls, this is what you need. You don't need to find out to, I guess, put a button on this using your analogy if Cooper Rush was a bad choice. <laughs> you know, when there are other veterans out there that you might want to go grab. Uh-huh.
1: Cooper Rush, to keep it going, TJ, would be the milk in this choice. There you go. <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs> I greatly appreciate it.
0: I like your style. <laughs> Ian Rappaport's going to join us in the middle of this program from the, at that point in time, freshly wrapped league meetings. Um, and One of the things we will discuss with him as well was his tweet from today. If you would like to put it up right here to just set the table. Um, Owner David Tepper of the Panthers, not expected to pursue Deshaun Watson at this time. The quarterback has only waived his no trade clause for the Dolphins. So there's that. The commissioner of the NFL yesterday when speaking at his press conference at the fall meetings hit exactly on the subject as to whether Deshaun Watson could or would or why he has yet to land on the commissioner's exempt list with 22 accusations from women in the state of Texas and the city of Houston and the surrounding areas that are currently civil charges filed against him and a grand jury that is apparently, allegedly, supposedly, reportedly still looking into any criminal charges that have yet to be actually given to Deshaun Watson. We'll talk about all that with Ian Rappaport. Khalil Mack might be in danger of missing a game this week for the Chicago Bears who need to truly come up with a big W. What about Michael Thomas and Christian McCaffrey? A lot of people stashing them on their Fantasy IR right now, hoping that they can come back sooner rather than later. The Giants taking on the Chiefs, whose Patrick Mahomes was on this show yesterday. If you missed that, go to our YouTube feed. They're either apparently getting healthier right now for that game. So there's lots to discuss on this program that also features not only our next guest, Joe Buck and Ian Rappaport, but our Gorilla Glue, toughest player on planet Earth, for this week, he is a punter. He is a kicker. He is worthy of this award big time. He's Matt Arisa of the undefeated San Diego State Aztecs. All right. Yes, sir. That's on our program that also features uh, you at 844-204-RICH. Number to dial right here on the program. Joe Buck as well. And Joe Manganello, our buddy, diehard Steeler <laughs> fan. Is he calling in from Ireland? Because that's where he is with his dog. I don't know. That's where he's been Instagramming out. I think he might be calling in from Ireland, folks.
2: That's
0: (laughs) amazing. Well, one one thing for sure, he's definitely wherever in Ireland is uh, a certain college team in this town that's (laughs) wanting his coach for his uh, Steelers. (laughs) So we'll talk about all that with our buddy Joe Manganello as we're off and running here on this edition of The Rich Eisen Show.
2: Never say never, but never.
0: Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL Draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep. Because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. This is the Rich Eisen Show. We've been promising him and he is here. Actor Paul Rudd, who is now here in full Kansas City Royals white baseball uniform with the special gold trim. It's his opening day gear. Wow. And a Royals hat. No glove. And, <laughs> no glove. <laughs> Run on the back, 42. Yep. And are those, are those shades from the the... They're from Carl Lagerfeld. Yeah, I, was to, <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna go you are Washington, but you know you went With both. the toothpick. Yeah. Is this Kansas City Royals issued? Did you get the I mean, because you got the belt, you I got, got the, the shoes. Do I you got, have the stirrups? You, you, I have you, stirrups. Okay. I have stirrups. I uh I forgot to pack them. <laughs> or did TSA stop you? Just they said, Sir, yeah. You yeah, can't you go at the no. royal blue stirrups. You're not allowed to take uh,
2: toothpaste.
0: <laughs> we, if you'd only put it in the plastic yeah,
2: bag. Bottled water uh, and, uh, and stirrups, they'll stop you. It's cold. They'll stop you, and so I said, yes. you know, I was all carry-on. Yeah. I said, you can take these stirrups, but you're gonna have to check them. I'm not gonna go back. I'm like,
0: no, take the stirrups, so I just right.
1: chucked them in the trash can. Right,
0: so then the royals gave this to you. It says, rudd on the back. It says right in the back yep yep says blue, right on the back, uh, yep. Yep. Right on yep. the, back. And the 42 is I did the
2: Royals uh uh I uh, I I I ordered this you did, yeah. So the Royals didn't give actually. It, it was a. It was a. Uh, yeah. It was a Royals gave me the pants. I, I do a charity event, and I and I think the very sure, first. The year, big slick. The yeah. big slick.
0: Yeah. You have a Royals jersey. I do. Pete, I Pete Lecoq, if I remember <laughs> correctly.
2: <laughs>
0: well, they asked who you want to go. What what number do you want? Uh-huh. And I said I just need the name. You just want Lecoq And I put Lecoq jersey. on the yeah. back because I'm a big, you know, Peter Pe- Marshall fan. Peter Marshall fan. Yes, the host of Hollywood Squares. Father of. Famed first baseman Pete Lecocq. Walking around, I just yeah, just walk around the studio space. Explore the studio <laughs> space. There's Paul Rudd right behind me at the uh, the sunglasses. Just just freak people out. Is there? Can, can we, we th- raise? Can we raise the uh, the. Sh- I guess the, sure. the blind's here, so there's Paul, Paul just going back <laughs> they just there. Let's
1: just walk into the cafeteria
0: like that and see what happens. There he is, just staring at people as they're going about their business on the <laughs> campus here at AT&T in his full-on white Kansas City Royals jersey. Well, anyone. And then his stop. blue hat, and he's got the but you still call it the Carl Lagerfeld glasses, but it's like sort of like Willie Mays. Yeah.
3: I liked your UL Washington. You like UL,
0: UL Washington is as good as it gets. Does this right a f- affect the flare? <laughs> yeah, this is, this is a flare situation, but there you go. People are looking right in there and saying, wow, what is Paul brought to just chilling out there? There you go. Get down there, Paul. Right here on the Rich Eisen Show. That was five and a half years ago, back here on our radio, terrestrial radio network, along with... Our uh, friends on Sirius XM, Channel 211, and NBC Sports on Peacock. This is our 200th show uh, here on NBC Sports okay. on Peacock. All right. so, okay. yeah, Congratulations. Uh, you know what? It'll be just as special as 201 or 199. Yeah. Or 300. Yeah, that's because my next guest I adore. 600. Uh, he And kind enough to call him easily his busiest stretch. World Series last night, World Series tonight, Thursday night football tomorrow, World Series over the weekend uh here on the mercedes-benz vans phone line on the rich eisen show from houston texas is the great joe buck how are you joe
3: i'm good are we supposed to believe that Rudd flies commercial uh, <laughs> well on, this was joe.
0: five and a half years ago joe this is pre-marvel universe so oh, wow. maybe you know maybe I i've think known those...
3: paul a long time i've never known him to mix with the you know the common <laughs>
0: When did you meet? You met him. Did you? Did he? Did you like make mixtapes together back in the day or something like that? Is that true?
3: Is that- well, we have we have a mutual friend. His name's Preston Clark. He lives okay. in St. Louis, and okay. Preston was my best friend in high school. Preston's mm-hmm. little sister Sarah, mm-hmm. who was in the show Twenty Four, dated throughout high school John Ham, mm-hmm. oh. uh, and then when Preston went to KU, um, he was roommates with Rudd. And I became friends with Rudd because he was friends with my best friend, and then Rudd dated Sarah for just a little bit. So it's kind of this weird little group of people that all know each other from the Clark's living room in Ladue, Missouri, back in the 80s, and uh, we've been friends ever since. Rudd, I'll tell you this about Rudd: I was I, I joke about him, but no matter the success. I and mean, even back when he was in Clueless and we were all just freaking out, I used to watch him do bar mitzvahs, DJ, and, and I was going around in L.A. with him. The guy has never changed. He's the same person he was back then, which is the best thing you can say about somebody after success.
0: And facially, too. Like, <laughs> he, he, the same thing. He does not. He looks the same.
3: Yeah, I don't like, know uh, what's going on there. I mean, he, in some ways, he looks, he was a little bit more, uh, You know, beat up back in the '80s. I I think uh, he's—I don't know what he's doing, but I want to figure it out because I want to do it myself.
0: This whole, this whole, this whole conversation feels like we're one degree removed from Kevin Bacon. I got to be honest with you, Joe.
3: I'm sure Mm -hmm. they—I'm sure they've done something in the past. So Mm -hmm. let's just call it a. Let's just call it a match and we've we've gotten to kevin bacon somehow
0: fantastic how are you doing you're good i mean this is do you this is this is like dream come true stuff that you're in the middle of, of right now i know you've done it before and you'll do it again and all that stuff but this is pretty cool man I'll yeah be but i probably
3: here. won't because thursday night football goes away ah, uh, after this year okay so, that's right okay then you go and and thursday in these postseason series kind of has become the travel day so you know when everybody else you know smoltz is playing 88 holes <laughs> of golf on a thursday i'm doing thursday night football which i love and i i wouldn't want to be anywhere else but yeah, this is probably the last year that uh, I'll have to be bouncing all over the place.
0: That'll be only if Smoltz can get on a course in Atlanta. Do you think he knows somebody that can get him on? Yeah, you
3: know? he's got. Uh, he used to pitch there, uh-huh. and uh, <laughs> yeah, and he uh, he's got some connections to golf courses and uh, oh man, and free dinners and uh, mayoral candidates and everything else.
0: You know, it's kind of crazy. I, Joe, uh, I mentioned at the top of the show here that um, I was a 26 year old at Sports center in 1996 a big diehard yankee fan sitting there and watching the Braves take a 2-0 lead on the Yankees in that world series and then last night was their first world series win since then and you were calling the world series for fox for the very first time and it's just amazing how you know time flies and yet it goes so long and these Braves now have a one-zero lead, and it was it, it ended a long drought for them.
3: And you call both games; it's kind of wild. Yeah, so, you no, know, I know, and uh, this is number twenty-four for me, which is hard to believe. I never thought I would do one, and you know that I remember that World Series coming down back to the at Old Yankee Stadium. The truck compound was in the same area where everybody parked, and a lot of the players and Steinbrenner parked in there. There were times where George Steinbrenner used to monitor who was in that parking lot <laughs> and parking next to yankee stadium and it was just surreal to see like george the... steinbrenner in the parking lot like going who are you why are you parking? come on <laughs> are you serious <laughs> he I'm, was... I'm, I'm, he was... as sure as i'm standing here that happened um but yeah and and i remember that series coming down after game two and it was my first time kind of on the big stage and got through the first two games, and we had no travel day because there was a rainout uh, mm. before game one. And uh, so we were kind of busting it to Atlanta, and I'm walking into the truck compound, and every executive and, and our guy who was in charge of PR is walking out like, oh, my God, we're dead. We're dead. It's 2 nothing. It's going back to Atlanta. It's going to be a four-game sweep. And uh, we all know how that World Series turned out. So, uh, you know, these things change in a heartbeat. And I, if you had asked me after game three who was going to win the ALCS, right. I would have told you Boston and, and, you know, bet a lot on it. And then the thing just completely flipped. So that's the fun of this, and who knows where this thing is.
0: Headed. Exactly, although it does – I mean, the Braves are on a remarkable roll, Joe. I mean, winning 20 of 25, a run differential of 51 in that time, and then the guys who are coming through are all the trade deadline guys that – nobody outside of Atlanta paid attention to because we were look at the bright, shiny objects that the Dodgers and Yankees pulled off two at a time, you know, and these guys are just unbelievable right now with the Braves, you know?
3: Yeah, no. And, and I think that's a good point. Something I really hadn't thought about. Um, you know, you you tend to to gravitate nationally to the big easy names. And I, I think what happened with Atlanta in July, right after they lost, um, Acuna before the All-Star Game is they made the deal and they got Jack Peterson. So now the Cubs' fire sale is on, and the Atlanta Braves clubhouse. Those guys have said it sent a message that they're not quitting on us. And that was a team that was under 500, uh, and I think four games out, but definitely under 500 at the All-Star break. And then they added three more guys in their outfield, and they got Duvall, who ended up hitting 38 home runs and leading the National League in RBIs. They got Eddie Rosario that there was no big deal and he was hurt when they picked him up, but they were willing to wait. And, uh, I don't know who's the other guy that they got, but whatever, they got four outfielders and Gauss Soler, Soler who leads off last night yep. with a home run and becomes the first guy ever to be <laughs> the first batter of a world series and go deep. And, and he had a, a kind of a bounce back here. So it, I think it sends the message to a team that's you know getting beat up every day that we still believe in you, and I, I think there's some truth in that. And they they kind of took off once August hit.
0: Joe Buck here on the Rich Eisen show, and then let's turn the page after tonight's game. You go to Arizona with Green Bay. I mean, how how do you juggle all this? Like, do you do you Zoom with the coaches or call them or whatever now or get yeah? Notes but we or pretty do you...
3: much do that anyway, right? Um, So that's going to be difficult uh, because our conference call with Green Bay is tonight at 6, and pitch number one is at 7. So uh, I'm going to have to steal somebody's notes like I'm back in college. But I've already (laughs) done the Packers this year. We had them week one, and and I've done them 14,000 times. So there's just little updates that we get from these guys. And Aaron's so good with us uh, just being honest and, and giving us pretty much, you know, exactly who's playing well, what they're trying to do against Arizona. Arizona's defense, I was working on it last night till, got it, I don't know, 230. And you start looking at that defense, and it's really good. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, all the eyes go to Kyler Murray, and for good reason. But that defense, they've been playing, excuse me, a couple games without Chandler Jones. So now they get him back. Uh, and Green Bay is is light without a couple of receivers going into this game as we sit here and talk now. So I, I think it, I think Green Bay's got their hands full going out there against an undefeated team. It's still Green Bay. It's still Aaron Rodgers, and and they can beat anybody. But I, they're 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 going to have their hands full mm. tomorrow night.
0: No doubt. And it's unfortunate about Adams and Lazard both being out. With Adams having it, and Lazard being an unvaccinated close contact, and he's out now. And that is unfortunate, and it's a totally different team, as you know, than the one that you saw in week one. What the hell, right? I mean, like, you were there. What What's your two two cents on what happened on that day for Green Bay that has now been completely wiped out with a nice six-game win streak, and they're doing what we expect from them? What about yeah, that Yeah, I
3: don't know if that was remnants from kind of the weird off season and And I think, I mean, people that were close. Right. To Aaron Rodgers, to the Green Bay Packers, said it's over. He's not coming back, and and I don't think they had any clue that that thing would work out. And and I'm here to tell you, thank God it did. I mean, it just it just felt it feels right him coming back to the Green Bay Packers. It certainly changes our entire outlook at Fox with our schedule, especially down the stretch. Um, and they're they've won six in a row. I don't I don't know. I mean, they looked terrible and. You know, by the by, the same token, I knew New Orleans has been winning games, but they look like they they didn't miss a beat, mm. and their offense looks a little stagnant and different than we're used to seeing. So, I think it's just week one. You know, it's Belichick always said it, the first four games of the season he's treated like the preseason, and um, I, I think they're still trying to figure out what they have the first few games at least, uh, coming off what is a lighter training camp than, than a lot of these coaches are used to having from decades gone by.
0: So which team, Joe Buck, that you've seen with your own two eyes do you think is, is the most impressive, best yet, so far, mm-hmm. through seven weeks?
3: Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know how you can't. You, I, I haven't seen with my own two eyes until tomorrow night, Arizona. Right. So um, I'm so, anxious to see that. But I, I think I think the Rams and what they can do offensively and with McVay and Stafford, as long as he stays healthy. Cup, I mean, just having a world-beating kind of a year, leading the league in catches and receiving yards and touchdowns. I mean, I i don't know that he gets the attention that he deserves because he just kind of goes about his business. Um, but I, I think those are the top two teams in their division and in the NFC. Um, and Dallas looks really good you know they look different they're winning games that they didn't typically win or haven't been winning over I mean many many years like the the game they beat the Chargers where it was you know on the road they just lost to Tampa Bay and then they they end up getting down the field and they end up with a long field goal that they make and win and get out of town and they're beating teams they should beat. Um, I'm anxious to see how the calf is for Dak Prescott, and if that's going to hamper him at all uh, going forward. But I... I think those are the three best teams that I've seen in person, and Cincinnati looks for real and good for them because uh, Burrow's awesome and Chase is as good as we've seen coming to the league in a long time.
0: You had the Bucks and the Rams, right? Too did you guys do that one? Yeah, I'm not. Even,
3: I, I, you know, that, I, shame on me because they didn't even bring up Tampa Bay. And, no,
0: but I mean, you 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 watched them when they're their one loss this year, but uh, I, I mean. Brady, man, that—that's uh, just the only two words. That's all I've got to say. It's
3: just, <laughs> just it's the only. Just, it's no it's question. Just, just Brady, man. Uh, there's no. It's uh, just uh, unbelievable, and they, they, and he make it look so easy. And I think Todd Bowles. You know, I I, I know that it didn't work out well in New York with the Jets, but I, I just think he's a head coach candidate that needs another chance. He he is so mm-hmm. good, and if there's a single person other than Brady that won that Super Bowl over kansas city it was todd bowles in my mind and and now he's doing it maybe they don't jump to my mind because of all the injuries defensively in their secondary but uh yeah it's it's special to watch this and, and it's fun for us having you know had brady in the afc for so long we only did a handful of his games and now to see him on, on a more regular basis he could not be cooler on the phone and more open and relaxed and I just think he's having fun at a level he's never had in the NFL in his incredible career, and and fun and that talent and that drive is is a pretty scary combination for everybody else.
0: What's it like having uh, a front row seat to a conversation between Brady and Aikman, where you know Aikman Aikman's got three, which is a remarkable number, and Brady's now doubled that up plus one, and the the amount of experience, championship experience, Hall of Fame experience. I'd love to be just get a, a glimpse of what that's yeah, like. Yeah, and,
3: and it, it's it's fun to answer your question. It's, it's enjoyable for me because both guys are really honest. Um, Tom told us all, you know, we kind of rode that roller coaster with him because we had them week one last year to see where they went from week one mm-hmm. to winning the Super Bowl. You know, we had them in week one, then we had them in the NFC Championship game, and the ease and the comfort in that system and how he and Arians came together was just a thing of beauty, and now there's so far ahead of where they were last year, Brady told us before the Rams game that there were times last year where plays would come in and he didn't know what he was supposed to do. And uh, it's it's just that's because he was a new player in a new system, with you know that weird off season and virtual meetings. And now, uh, and and he really praises Leftwich too. He he thinks Byron Leftwich is fantastic and, and he says the two of them are seeing the game the same way now and, and that should be scary for the opposition. I, I just marvel at him and it's hard to do a game and not just go on and on and on about how great he is but if there's anybody that deserves that kind of praise on national TV uh, it's Tom Brady. Well
0: I mean we don't see anything like it I just to, I guess bring it all full circle here with the two endeavors that you're you're undertaking this week. I mean, what's the comparison? Uh, I know they're totally different sports. I mean, you see, pool holes, right, um, still raking uh, left-handed pitchers, but he's he's he would be in a like next year, Albert, if he wants to keep playing and do it, well, like what an American League platoon role at first or DH or something like. I mean, Brady is at, at 44 years in a contact sport. It's just
3: he's as good That's as he's okay. ever been.
0: It's there's no I don't know if we can even compare it. That's know.
3: the thing. I mean, that's like you know, last year with the total touchdowns that he had by the end of the year, including the postseason, it's basically you know, he shot his age. And and you do that in golf and everybody freaks out, but in golf people aren't trying to take your head off. So, uh <laughs> you know, it's it's just unbelievable. And I believe him when he says he believes he could play till he's fifty or, or longer than that, and it's just the family dynamic they would probably put an end to it. I mean, he takes care of himself, he's driven. I think the comparison and, you know, you being a Yankee fan, I I just as far as sustained excellence, the look in the eye, the guy that wants the ball in his hands with the game on the line, it's Jeter. I just haven't seen anybody in my time in baseball doing 24 World Series now. And and I don't know analytically what the numbers would have said. And and that's where analytics breaks down a little bit for me. Uh, If, if somebody says, okay, well at the end of his career, you know, analytically, statistically, he wasn't a great shortstop. Well, if the bases are loaded two out and they're leading by a run, who do you think you want the ball hit to? The guy who wants it. And, and that's, that was Jeter, and and that's Tom Brady. But Bra- Brady's in a class by himself. Period.
0: Well said, Joe. As always. Although I got to tell you, I showed my kids Happy Gilmore for the first time. They would <laughs> they would have a problem with saying no one wants to take your head off in golf. They would they would see that. Yeah. You know?
3: Well, Barker Barker comes up. You know, <laughs> I to tell
0: you, it laughs.
3: was. I didn't know Barker was left-handed. Maybe. It was <laughs> like
0: that, Joe, I got to tell you, it was a, kind of a a wild moment, sad moment, all at the same time, but enjoyable moment. Susie and I had to pause that scene. And explain to the children who Bob Barker was and why this was particularly funny. It was. But so really... did
3: you take the next step and say that you know, back when we were kids, yes. You know, yeah. Bob Barker was was just a staple on our TV. And yeah. one day he said, "You know what? I'm showing up, great, <laughs> And it was just crazy. It was mind blowing to me. Like, that was what? A... Yeah. Boy, that was a rough weekend.
0: It was. <laughs> and, uh...
3: Yeah, but he was, uh, you know, <sighs> one of the best. He's on the Mount Rushmore. Everybody wants to do Mount Rushmore. He's on the Mount Rushmore of uh, game Show. Over. Oh my
0: gosh! All right, Joe. Uh, I'm now, now, there's you two. I, I never asked you how was Jeopardy. How was that for you? Is that a total It was fun. Bl-
3: yeah. I loved it. It was. It was.
0: Uh, how was that?
3: It was a blast. I, 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 I tried to inject a little humor and okay. tried to make it feel like a little bit of a sporting event. Cause mm-hmm. It is a competition and. Okay. Uh, did my week and got out of there, and glad I did. Nah, you're the best.
0: Joe, uh, safe travels. Best to Michelle. You take care of yourself, okay? Best be to well. Susie Thanks, bud. and
3: all your friends in the studio. Yeah, dude, we're all here. Yeah. Hi, Joe. Hey, Joe. Hi, Joe. Hi, Joe. Wait. You, guys, you guys asleep wait, or what? No, Joe, yeah. seriously,
1: how relaxed are you during the game? Because they keep cutting to you guys, and you're just, like, leaning back in the chair, like, my shirt rolled sent up. My
3: daughter a screenshot of that today. She's like, Dad, you look like you're at, at your desk at home and (laughs) the problem is it's a faulty chair if i lean back i either would have to tilt forward it's a bad old chair Mm -hmm. and if i if i lean back one ounce of my body weight the chair just flops back so i i just uh, instead of instead of putting my terrible hairline in front of your face Mm. I'd rather just lay back and, and be relaxed.
0: I mean, does Fox – yeah, right, I mean, what, what's going on? I mean, what's happening there? I mean, is Simpson not making as much money anymore, the Simpsons? Do like, you what's... think
3: Fox or any network would bring in their own chairs for us? No. We, so, we so. use what Todd – I'm sitting in Todd Callis' chair that he sits there all year <laughs> doing the Astros <laughs> baseball. Throwing Astros under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's man. A bad chair, a bad chair, a bad
0: so chair. So you're expecting better chairs in Atlanta. What's, I mean, what's going on? I mean, the
3: newer park, the, the chairs have to be built. understood. Okay, well,
0: Smoltz it. again, Smoltz is going to have a throne. I mean, like, look, like, I mean, you're you're entering the lair pretty much. This is, he's gonna, honestly, he's yeah. going to have like the Iron well. Throne there, like like Game of Thrones. <laughs> That's what it's going to look like for you. You'll be fine. I, I, be it, cool.
3: it is the Game of Thrones chair. It's we'll be be. sitting there for John. I'll still have like a little old chair. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You're gonna find it at, at a bad <laughs> banquet.
0: <laughs> yeah, you'll get Pete Van Weeren's old <laughs> stool. That's what you'll get. That's right. You know what I
3: mean? Yes. How about that
0: for a pull? Yeah. How about that for a pull at the very end? That was I don't know where I got so that good. one. Okay. How
3: good were those, those TBS? Broadcast oh, oh. And like Glenn Hubbard and oh, Biff Pokeroba and all those guys. You know, <laughs> I, I was I was
0: told years ago because I did the Skip Carey impersonation on on Sports Center way back in the day. I guess now going total full circle here. Uh, Skip Carey pulled the usual uh, drill that by old school announcers with young bucks that they didn't really uh, appreciate um, by acting like he didn't know who I was, and everybody on TBS told me. He exactly heard all that I did when I saw him at the World Series that we're talking about, this 96 World Series. Uh, he came up. Wait, to, let me hear it. I went up to him, and I said, Skip, I just want to let you know, I am a big fan. I know I'm doing a lot of your, my imitations of you, and it's done out of appreciation for you. I just went up to him. And he, you know what his response was? He looked at my press pass to check my name. He goes, oh, thanks, and then walked away. That's what he said. Baller
3: move. <laughs> 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 that is like, well, what's your name again? Well, who
0: are you? <laughs> who are right. you?
3: Who's who well, are you? Michaels told the story. Al Michaels told the story when he was on Monday Night Baseball from his lair in L.A. They piped him in, and Michaels told the story of when Bob Costas first met uh, Coast- Howard Cosell. Oh yeah, that's right. In Baltimore, and he says, uh, "I'm sure you've heard the story a hundred times, Go for from Al, but he." Please. Says, uh, Bob comes up to this is Al good. and he said, hey, I'm Bob Casas. I was just started at NBC. And Oh, yeah, sure, absolutely. Nice to meet you. I know who you are. And then he goes up to Cosell's Hi, I'm Bob Casas. And Cosell stops him and says, I know who you are. <laughs> You're the child who rhapsodizes about the infield fly rule. <laughs> and then walked on. And then that, that was, he just said that as he was passing Bob. Like, no, I'm good. That's the baller move, right? I've met enough people today. (laughs)
0: Take care of yourself, Joe. Safe travels. We'll chat soon. You're the best. Okay, there you go. Goodbye, ladies and gentlemen. Joe Buck, you're the child. Oh yes, you're the child who rhapsodizes about the infield fly rule. Oh my God! (laughs) And walks away.
4: Keeps moving. How?
2: Goes
0: and gets to make. That'll be enough. Again, Al tells that story like a champ. And remember I told you, I said he told a story at dinner. I got to have him tell you. That's the story. That was the story. That was it? Because he told it to me with Costas sitting there. Oh. And it was spectacular.
1: What year was that?
0: When this happened? Yeah. I mean, when Costas first started, Monday Night Baseball. I mean, this would be in the 80s, early 80s. Of course. Of course. That's right. I know who you are. You're the child who rhapsodizes about the infield fly rule. Child. Ouch. <laughs> I mean, see ya. Maybe we got to get Costas on this week to tell the story. It'd be fantastic. All right. We'll take a break. 844 204 Rich number to dial your phone calls and set up the uh, Deshaun Watson conversation we're about to have with Ian Rappaport in hour two. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, o O'Reilly. Here is the connection, yes, Bob, between me and JB Smoove. Does this involve Kevin Bacon in any way shape? It does or not form? involve Kevin Bacon, okay. but I'm
1: sure in two or three moves we can get <laughs> to Kevin Bacon. No, it involves the cult classic yeah. Pootie Tang. <laughs> JB Smoove, JB Smoove is in Pootie Tang, yes, and it goes without saying yeah. that without me, Pootie Tang.
0: Is nothing there's not you put the tang in pootie tang i did I, I bet i did just like the astronauts <laughs> i put the tang i put the tang in pootie tang now where does pootie tang rank in the bob Costas oeuvre where, do, yeah. where does where does that you rank? know very very often people will say pootie tang basketball mm-hmm.
1: and you know it's a little bit it's a little bit like asking jimmy stewart yes mr smith goes to washington sure. It's a wonderful life. Yeah. Like Santa De Niro, Taxi Driver, Raging Bull. It's just impossible. It is. They're all my children. <laughs> They're all an extension of who I am as an artist, and I'll let the public
0: choose. Really? Yeah. You know. Wat-a-tay, my brother. Watah. <laughs> hey, Bob, man. Hey, what's going on? JB. Hey. JB, smooth.
1: I'm back here. mad. No, I'm back here. He's, no, He's trash talking, I mean, I wasn't trash talking you. A- I'm you man I'm talking you up, look, I look up to you, I'm looking down to you
0: anyone, anyone that looks up to me is a person I admire <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you have any good from the set stories we were never on the set together. Always, yeah. yeah.
1: there's some great stories of Pooley Tang any man who can fight with a belt <laughs> <laughs>
2: how do you not have great stories <laughs> the man who had a ponytail and a belt yeah. and, and had his own language how do you not build a movie right. on that platform and have success you know, it's a cult classic. People sit in their basement smoking the funny stuff while they watch it. Yeah, and you don't even need the funny stuff. <laughs> you? Although it helps. It does help.
0: It's a great movie. Reunited yes. with J.B. Smoove, My brother, yeah. we are yeah. back. My man. Back, By the way, Bob said Pootie King five times during that interview. And that's, so that's 22 fewer times than, than Marshall Lynch yes. said he was there to be fine. Yeah. That's I'm going to sign your pity on a runny
1: kind. brother. <laughs> And if, you wanna, right. if you want to, if you want to try to stop me, I got, I got to say the nano. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening
0: right now? All righty then. youtubecom slash show Be now one of the three hundred twelve thousand and climbing subscribers on our page. youtubecom slash show for our entire archive. You will love it. You will go down a wormhole, and we greatly appreciate anybody who goes there. And certainly hits us with a subscribe button. Eight four four two zero four. 204 rich is the number to dial. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show from Los Angeles, California. Um, Mark Davis, the owner of the Raiders, is talking right now. I don't know what he is saying, but whatever he says, we will take the best soundbite, play that back for you. Um, this should be interesting. Let's just put it that way. Because he has not spoken publicly at all. And he is at a conference, press conference, filled with a room of national and local um, NFL media folk who uh, have tons of questions for him. Um, Let's go to the phone lines. Ben in Mississippi are here on the Rich Eyes. It's always great to hear what's on your mind. What's up, Ben?
1: Richie, Richie and crew, how are they? What's going on? Ben, what's up, what's up? What's up, yo? yo. I
4: got something. I I got some four hours first, and then I might have...
0: Okay, you're cutting in and out, Ben, so wherever you are, you need to sit tight and tell us what's on your mind. You there? Put him back on. Put him back on hold. hold. He's on hold. Here's something for you. (laughs) Do landlines exist for most Americans anymore? I have one. I do, too.
2: You guys are old. We're
1: old.
0: We are not old.
2: No, we're rich. We
1: are.
0: I'm not old. We are rich. I'm not old. You're old
1: in the sense of having a landline. You
0: know, I, I mean i'll be honest with you and this is the way i think you know those commercials for the nbc show that freaks my children out because the middle of los angeles where they go to the car museum and the la brea tar pits Pits. just goes completely empty and 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 it the the world falls apart and then you go fall through and now you're in the land of the lost you know back in our day (laughs) you know my kids are like what and i'm like it's not real even though it's being shown at 4 in the afternoon during the middle of a uh, a football game. Don't worry about it. At any rate, you know what I think of when I think of that? What, what? If that ever happens, do you know what you're not going to have? An ability to call anybody. You know what I'll have? A landline. When La Brea falls apart... Rich. And all the cell phone towers go down. You know what you're going to be doing? Sending up smoke signals to see if Sarah's okay with Cage. Rich, you know what I'll be doing? I'll be on a show. landline,
2: talking to me, Rich. We can have a conversation. It's a TV show.
1: Two
0: old, I understand it's old a TV guys show.
2: having
1: a conversation, like the
2: Muppets. <laughs> which one's Statler, and which one's Waldorf? Though. <laughs> Why don't people have a landline anymore? Cause I'm, Cause it's, it's, a waste, much it's money. It's a waste of money. I get mine for four dollars a month extra. That's it's all. A, like you me. live in an HOA. No, but it's still it's a waste it's, of money. It's not necessarily a waste of money, but it's extra money. Your cell phone already costs a, it's a ridiculous amount of money. Then to add a landline it's on top of it. Now, had I caught Tom Brady's 600 football pass, touchdown pass, I yeah. would have kept that and then bought a landline. But I didn't,
0: <laughs> so I can't. So, uh, so. That's the first thing you would have done after extorting your favorite player for more money? Wow. To, for, well, he's not for, my favorite for put I, this I, for keep to bed yesterday. Did it belong <laughs> to him?
1: It did I not never belong
2: to you in the I'm, first place? I'm cool with Tom Brady. He's you're not gonna my go favorite get a player, 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 though. That's the first thing you're doing with first the Bitcoin. First thing by landline. You're cashing
0: in the okay. Bitcoin and saying, I'm going to go get a landline. Yeah, i got to stay connected. Rich, but, actually, it belonged to Mike
2: Evans. The ball belonged to the Bucks. Well, Mike Evans caught it, though. It's his ball, technically. We put it to bed yesterday. People don't have landlines because they're dumb. No, you know, yeah. When did we put this to bed yesterday? We didn't even talk about this yesterday. We, no, we put
1: the, oh, the boy, okay. Tom Brady stuff. Gotcha.
0: Like I just that. want to let to be known that you're saying you're, you're you're saying landlines are dumb, not that people or are dumb people, for not having landlines. Like I'm saying.
1: No, I'm saying people okay. are dumb for having a landline. Oh, okay. You right. don't need it. <laughs> okay.
0: So when I call you, when La Brea happens, okay, and you're, you're unreachable, I'll be able to call 911 on my landline and send it to your house. That's what I'll do. 40%
2: of Americans have <laughs> landlines still. That's a great idea. That's insane. It's a that great idea. It should be 4 It's not enough. It's not enough. 40%. I mean, I just did it's it not quick. enough.
1: Do you have a landline at Richard? Oh, I'm going oh, oh, like, to lose that. Let me put that on yeah. Twitter.
2: It's like, do you like Taylor Swift on my you Twitter? You might as well make a
0: TikTok on and ask
2: my, that. On that's not a I'm fair
0: not, forum man. in which to <laughs> have this conversation. Well, Rich, it might be because demographic. on Facebook. <laughs> that's probably a better one. Demographically speaking, our fans run a little older. They might have landlines. I'm not on Facebook. It's not called Facebook. Very much at all anymore. You're not missing anything. <laughs> all right, this all started because Ben in Mississippi, normally I, I like to hear from him, and he, he crapped He's back? out. But uh, no, we're, no, no we're, the, we're at the end of the hour. Like, I mean, we're not, we're not going to have time for
3: him. We can carry ben, him you into back? the
0: peacock top. Uh, I mean, you know, Pit? I'm just in a mood now because yeah. you call <laughs> landlines dumb. Ben, why <laughs> don't you back. have a landline, Ben? Well, I,
4: I live in an apartment, Rich, so I don't, uh, you know, that's complicated. But uh, we'll worry about that later. So.
0: Well, oh, Ben, just hold on one second. Oh. Put him back on hold I'll for a second. Put him back on hold. Hour number two's coming up. <laughs> I mean, I gotta do the nuts and bolts of the program, don't you think? That's true. Yeah, we got right. pair sponsor. Hour two's coming up. We're gonna give a thousand dollars in glue to a kid who has no idea that we were giving it to him <laughs> until Zach Rosenfield, publicist to the stars, told him and he thought he was being punked by us. But Matteriza, your dream's coming true. You're getting an NIL deal coming up next. And then Ian Rappaport on the latest with Deshaun Watson and more. Joe Manganello hour three, and still you, landline or not. Okay, we're back here. Put Ben back on. You there, Ben? Ben, Ben's on a standby. There he is. You there, Ben? Yeah. Okay. What's on your mind, Ben? <laughs> Let's start over. Oh, hold on. I, I turned the
4: what's name up. Okay, so there you go. I wanted to first say congratulations about, uh, you know, you having the uh, getting the award from St. Jude. Thank right?
0: you. I appreciate that. Thank I, you.
4: I had a niece who was involved with the process, and just what they do to take, you know, the family's mind, put the family's minds at ease, put the child's minds at ease, Mm. is very, very just, it it is something wonderful.
0: Thank you, Ben. I agree with you, and I appreciate you wanting to highlight that. It means a lot.
4: Okay, so now I got to put some water on those plants. The conversation about the Tom Brady football, right, and how Chris brought up the conversation about the first football that was involved that Terry Glenn threw into the stands. Yes. So that football made an appearance recently. And it was sold at auction. Actually, the price of that football sold at auction mm-hmm. four hundred twenty eight thousand eight hundred forty two dollars.
0: Touchdown number one. How but how could that be verified that that's the football?
4: Uh, there was pro a process, football yeah. talk. That is one of my references. Okay, was... some auctions and everything like that. So okay,
0: that's Pause
4: the conversation, sir. Yes, has a lot of money to be passing up, and I know he got some nice tokens and everything, but. Chris TJ, the number is four hundred twenty eight thousand eight hundred and forty two. That's the that's the that's the floor. Yep.
2: You're for right one. That. Nailed it.
0: Yeah. Okay. Thanks for the call, Ben. Greatly appreciate it. It's quite a number. Life changing. Did we post that video yesterday of us having a conversation about it? Uh, let's Put that one up there, Chris. Alrighty because we did put it to bed yesterday until this whole thing about the landline that got brought up. <laughs> we did put it to bed. Were you guys agreed he got enough? Well, I, I mean, he got enough with well, we exactly. no, the exception I mean, of the store credit. The, the store credit is definitely low. The credit was Store credit was at a zero
1: ish. Yeah, at a zero or two. Or two.
0: Yeah, about $100,000 in the store. No, 10,000. 10,000. 10, I mean, 20,000.
1: I don't know how many how many Mike Evans jerseys. That's have. what I said. How many? Yeah. You know, 10,000 is good.
0: How many Adam Humphreys foam fingers are you gonna get?
1: Good one. Good. good yep. There you go,
0: yep. Adam Humphrey foam finger. Yep.
3: That's a great name. <laughs> Adam
0: Humphrey. Get some Vita Vea vittles for your dog. Now you're now you're trying too hard. Am I? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. I'm trying just fine. I think. Never say never, but never. Well done.